Woke up this morning about a quarter after nine. Could have been the Willie Nelson. Could have been the wine. Cheers to that. Salute. 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 A little I hit I, to kick it off. I thought I'd throw in some Bob Cage in there if we're going to talk about cottage properties. Uh, that was very good, man. That was a good yeah, one. You harmonize. Did you harmonize? Again, I was I caught off guard, on my man. drive down today, yeah. Holy shit. Look at this. Last week you had uh, Carlos, and uh, what was he doing? Reggae. He's doing reggae. He was doing reggae, man. I wasn't expecting that from we're you, We're going Steve. around the world, man. Yeah. I, uh, so we got... We're, we're, okay, first of all, I got my guest host here with me on the other side of the table there. Got John Moore, Craft uh, and Clerk in Stone's Crow. Last time, you never even told anybody about Craft and Clerk. Oh, Ooh. we got... we got Because we got sidetracked, man. We got a lot to talk about. So there's a lot of shit going on. But right now, where are we at, John? Why don't you let everybody know where we're at? We're, we're like in masculine heaven. Oh, my balls are big. <laughs> there's some right uh, terrible cars here, I'd have to say. We're, we're at our club. We are surrounded by... Land Rovers, Ferraris, Porsches, Mustang, classic cars. That's in 250, man. That's Listen, my high school days, man. We are, we are loving life right that's now. That's an Alfa Romeo right behind you, isn't it? It is. Yes. It yeah, is. That's it what is. I thought it was. It is. And then you got a Stang right there. 60? What year? I don't know. That's 68. a 68. 68? 60. Yeah. Is it a 68? So do you see what's behind you, Manny? I got a Jeep of some sort. No, what's that? That's, that's, that's a Defender. That's a Defender. Land it? Rover. Yeah. yeah, they just remodeled yeah, this one. They did. Yeah. 2021. And apparently, it's like flipping over all kinds of stuff in the new James Bond movie. But For we haven't real? seen that yet because of what's going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but we have one of the originals right behind me, man. That's so right. we're at the Art Club. That's where we're at. Very cool space, man. Very cool space. It's a cool vibe in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very very cool, man. So I feel like I should drive one of these cars now that I'm in here. You think so? Yeah, I think there's absolutely. keys everywhere. You just got to find them. You finish a ball of wine, you might find a key. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's keys in certain tires. Just go around hunting. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so before we get... Okay, Craft and Clerk. We got to tell a little, little, little bit about Craft uh, and Clerk, man. Yes. Craft and Clerk is the best subcontractor that a contractor can have. We're not in the trades. We know the trades. However, we take care of your back office. We help you. We help you manage. We help you research. We help you do a little bit of bookkeeping. We are the ultimate personal assistant. That's all I got to say. And the website for that and the IG handle? Craftandandclerk.com. Instagram also, craftandandclerk.com. And then also you'll find you with Stone Stroke Construction, which is not just doing hardscaping. You guys are doing all kinds of renovations now. That's right. We are a GC, GC company. How's your porta potty uh, it's not as bad as Carlos. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> another story for another yeah. podcast. If you hear a phone ringing in a porta potty and there's nobody in it, then the phone's that in. Would, that would be Carlos from Caveman Landscape. That's what it is. Okay, so now let's get on to Steve here. Hey. Uh, so we can find. So, Steve, what are we going to talk about today, man? I don't know. I'm going to kind of leave it open to you guys. No, but what are that. you? What's your profession? So, I'm a, I'm a registered real estate agent. I help people buy and sell real estate uh, in Toronto, more exclusively in cottage country. Oh, really? Yeah, up in uh, Muskoka. I heard that's a very competitive, am I right to say that? Yeah, it's a competitive market. Okay. Um, I work for a boutique brokerage, and we opened up an office in Gravenhurst last year. 
we help clients buy and sell exclusive waterfront properties up north. Okay. And uh, also in the city, too. We've got some brokerages downtown and midtown and, uh, and now in Muskoka. And we pretty much service anywhere from uh, Toronto to Georgian Bay to the Corthas. We have expertise in kind of every area of... Uh, kind of every area of the market, which is, uh, which is quite handy to have. So there's going to be a nice big real estate show talking about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Side hustle, <laughs> what yeah. guys should be doing. I mean, I don't need to bore you guys with real estate. No, I'm man, it's get not. The const- trust me, man. The construction talk It here, will but, not uh, be boring, man. It will not. So to find Steve yeah. on IG, it's at steve.hade, H-A-I-D. Yeah. And then his website is stevehade.com www.stevehay.com and then his email is steven p h a i d at gmail.com never and his gonna live phone that number down. what's that what? never never gonna live that down what stephen p hade Ste- oh stephen p hade <laughs> <laughs> not a ph bro not a ph 416-277-6604 call me anytime let's get on with the show but before we begin with the show i want to ask you gentlemen some uh, construction knowledge i want to know if you guys know what the term False work means in construction. False work. What does false work mean? My first guess would be a bulkhead. False work. It's hiding something. Close. No, you're nowhere near. I feel like somebody's uh, bullshitted their work and now they falsified it. Mostly used for large arch structures and bridges, false work is a temporary structure constructed to support and hold the span during construction or repairs. If you're Ooh, a mason, you, you should create... know that. Exactly. I uh, actually knew this one. That's why I chose it. <laughs> really? So that's why a false work is in construction. So, so it's a frame to build an arch over, essentially. It's a, it's a temporary frame of some sort right, during right, construction. Right. It's not a permanent structure. Okay. That's false work. I like it. On with the show we go. There so, we go. Stephen, tell us everything about yourself. You decide. Oh, where do I start? It's I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Well, how um, long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate since 2014. Before that, uh, I worked at uh, one of the major banks for about seven years as a financial planner. Can we yeah, say, I was can helping. We say pe- which bank? Do yeah, I can, say I, can say it, I can say it. Uh, it's Bank of Montreal. It's, it was a good BMO. place to work. I, I kind of helped people um, with investment and retirement planning for a long time. And then uh, I, I fell in love with the real estate market. And obviously, I saw big things coming to fruition with, uh, you know, downtown Toronto, Toronto and Muskoka and so forth. So yeah, I jumped 2014, in. 2014, man, there would have been a yeah, lot of hustling I mean, like on. a lot of the big developments in, in Toronto were built kind of after that. And uh, the, I mean, the skyline has completely changed if you look at the city from mm. 2014 to today. So it's been a big change. A little and, too many uh, condos for my liking. A little but too many me. condos. Yeah, absolutely agree. Unless you're in the condo market. There's a, well, unless you have like a, an amass, uh, like a, an incredible uh, housing supply shortage, which is basically what's happening right now. I mean, on a side note, though, I mm-hmm. look at major mo- metropolitan cities around the world and London in the last 20 years, their skyline has dramatically changed, beautifully mm-hmm. speaking. And Toronto hasn't really dramatically changed, beautifully speaking. They've just constantly put tower after tower after tower after tower. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we would actually spend a little more effort on... But that Toronto's known for this. They're mm-hmm. just known for so to speak, garbage architecture. Mm-hmm. That's just my own sidetrack. That's a, that's a bold statement. Man. We'll get some developers tr- tr- on here. Tr- we'll yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't some, of the shit. Developers some developers probably here. own some of these cars. <laughs> so it's just, I, I mean, the thing is that Toronto, it, okay, it's like, the, it's like building. If it's like building, you could build it one way or you could build it another way. Right. Why can't we build towers that actually attract, like you, you look at different major cities and their city line, their skyline, mm. 
looks gorgeous and mm. there's some interesting their waterfronts are usually yeah. gorgeous like take chicago for yeah. example oh. obviously beautiful waterfront. exactly that's what take i mean manhattan for example exactly beautiful waterfront, and yeah, so. would you put yeah. toronto in that same category uh no i would not thank not you so that's why i'm i'm going there right? but okay. things are changing there's a lot of development going on where do we have parking lots left to put condos there are no parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to park. You just need to you need to have transport public transportation. TTC. Downtown. TTC is called <laughs> the two line subway system. Oh my god! It's Here terrible, we go. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry, Steve. I interrupted you, man. Yeah. So well, I uh, I ventured into real estate because yeah. I was love I I loved the real estate market and I got into it because I saw big things happening in the city. More recently, I've kind of evolved to the luxurious cottage waterfront market up in Muskoka. I opened an office there last year. Wasn't that always a mad, like a lot of people were moving up there? The, no, not necessarily. Uh, I think the transitions kind of happened over the last couple of years. And more recently, since, you know, since the global pandemic has happened where people can't travel, they can't, you know, put their kids in camp, they can't, they have nowhere to go. So the waterfront market has skyrocketed in price and in in, um, in in demand specifically. So what is a luxury condo up there? What are we talking about? Cottage. Sorry. Cottage. L luxury cottage up there. What is it? What Square footage-wise, what are we talking about? It depends. They're all over the place. They, they start from uh, three-season fixer-upper cottages, which a lot of younger people um, in their 30s and 40s are looking for right now to kind of fix up or tear down and build. To How many square feet? Do you think... Someone in their 30s can afford a, a second a home? waterfront. Yeah, home? I'm talking. Okay, so I have <laughs> this is exactly what's happening right now. So there's there's a transition, there's a demographic change in Muskoka or in cottage country from people in their later years in life that are it's bad to say, but either passing away or moving on, they're transitioning their cottages to. Um, their grandchildren or their children mm. and what we're finding is most of our buyers 80 90 percent of our buyers are in their 30s 40s and 50s are coming up from the city and are buying these million dollar properties two million three million five million seven million dollar properties and it's either a transition from money through their 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 family or they've done really well for themselves right so we have, like we specifically have clients that have done really well for themselves from their self-business are able to afford a secondary property of that caliber. And that's what we find is like the demographic changing up there right now, which is quite interesting. Is it a second property or is it, or, or are people kind of making that move north now that you can work from home? It's a, it's a, tra it's a little bit of both, but it's more of a secondary property. I think most of our buyers have their primary home in Toronto, whether it's a condo or an attached home in the major city they're looking for a secondary property to work out of, to bring their kids to, to kind of enjoy life because they can't go anywhere right now, obviously. And uh, that's a big demographic change. Are they spending more money up there than they are in the yeah. core? Or, they are. Or similar. Or similar. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you go to any of the main, the big three lakes like Muskoka, Joe Arasso, you're looking at your teardown lots are probably started about a million dollars. A teardown lot. A teardown lot, yeah. That's not bad, right? <laughs> that's on the big three. You get a smaller little cabin. Lakes. What I want to know is because I personally, bucks? I, I like that. I, it's I, not bad, man. I, I personally don't. I don't, I don't like people. So where are the places that I want to go to where it's a little more secluded? <laughs> I mean, where are the the new up and coming places up there? Are there that's any? A good places? question. Yeah, there is. There's. <laughs> you got to go a little further north. So if you go north to Huntsville, or you should find some smaller lakes. The smaller lakes are obviously a lot more private, and there's not a lot of people on them. There's not a lot of boats on. There's so not, what are they going for? What's the price? range there 
half uh, as much. What are you looking for? I don't what do you know. Want? I'm not. Listen, I'm not a cottage guy. I've never been a cottage really? guy. I, I just don't like the smell of moisture and paneling. Like that's <laughs> that's cottages to me, man. <laughs> what about what about wood fires? Making okay, smells. These are magic. The, the smell of these, wood should be a candle. That, that's that's the way it should. Masking be. the smell is not the same as you know. But the thing is, what you talk about, mm-hmm. they're basically homes up there, man. Like they seven are homes, million dollar. Yeah. They're probably what five thousand square foot. Uh, at seven million dollars, yeah, you're probably getting a five thousand square foot property on one of the main there's lakes. There's a boat house. And there's, there's a boat house. There's a lot of toys there. There's several different areas to sleep and live in, um, and you're on either Ross or Joe. It just depends on um, the price point. If you buy a seven million dollar cottage, can, does it come usually with the toys? Yeah. Well, it? it depends. So a lot of the time, most people selling their cottages are either switching to another cottage or they're selling for personal reasons they want to get out of the cottage mm-hmm. and they'll, they basically want to leave all the possessions there so the furniture the toys it's all up for a negotiation hey when you work in real estate everything's up for a negotiation all the furnishings and everything huh? yeah correct yeah i you know i've heard of a few deals going going by with like custom wooden crisscraft boats muskoka's mm-hmm. big for like for really custom too many wooden people boats. up there, right? Eh? And it, like too many it goes people. not. It's it goes spread for out. It's cheap. spread out. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's very secluded. Yeah. So I bought I bought my property back last May or April. I bought it in a tent in the town of Bala on Lake Muskoka, and it's an old school Victorian home. It's a two story, built in 1900 historic home, and it needs a lot. It needs a it needs a big reno. I'm trying to get Johnny over there to come take a look so, and, so what, I and mean, quote me out on it. <laughs> what, it's still original? Yeah. it's Well, the inside probably hasn't been renovated in 50 or 60 years. Is there years. any wood paneling in it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. The, the soggy wood paneling. Yeah. I love there's, it. There's some, there's, some, there's some wallpaper in there that I think it could sell. As with an, pears? Antique. With fruits or I something sell, like that? I could sell at antique prices. I'm not even really? kidding. Really? Yeah, yeah. I could old. frame... I could frame the wallpaper and sell it on eBay. How many square feet is it? It's probably, it's about a thousand a square foot of floor, so maybe 2,000 square That's feet. That's a good yeah. size cottage. So you don't need anything more than that. No, and it's in town, so it's on municipal water, municipal sewage. I kind of lucked out because I bought it in April before the market shot up like in crazy price. So, so you're telling me you had the inside scoop. I need you to come over here and take a look at it, John. Okay, <laughs> it needs a big reno, man. It looks bad. Like the inside. whole thing. The whole thing's got to be the gutted. whole thing gutted and redone. Yeah. The kitchen's still original too, or yeah, did bro, yeah. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, it's old, man. So wow. you know, but this is how you obviously find your hidden gem up there. Is what a lot of people do. Is like these cottages are passed down through generations, and they haven't been renovated in 50, 60, 70 years. So, it, and you can take you can buy a property and then fix it up to the here, way here's the question because i've been asked so many times to go up there to renovate and the problem is that none of my guys i don't know how it is with you john but none of my guys will go up there right it, to do so the work that is so then the, I, i'm so that's told my beef that's, my that's beef. the beef so i'm told that the guys that are up there and i don't know who they are and i i might as well just knock them because i don't even know who they are <laughs> but i heard that <laughs> their work th- their work shit that like their work is not that good is that true? Is that the case? Or are they in desperate need of good contractors up there? You're probably half true. Okay. Um, a lot of the contractors up there are absolutely fabulous and great. And they do incredible work and okay. they're outstanding. And then there's another half that just, uh, yeah, just, I mean, it's probably the same thing in the city as well, too. You just need to Got find it. the right contractor. I think up there, the the great contractors and the great builders are in very high demand. And it's hard to get your hands on them. And so you have to wait 
a couple years till they're they're available to renovate your property or build your property. It's challenging to build up there because some places you got to boat stuff in material mm -hmm. in, right? Yeah. And then you got to build it. So it's like the logistics behind just getting certain things done. Depends on where the road is, how it comes to the property. And a lot of people barge in the supplies. So they barge it in on water oh, and then they wow, build the water. You know, up. that ain't such a bad life, Manny. Barging Manny, if you came day. up and saw it, man, you just fall in love. Just barge. I, know I don't know. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm a city guy. Like I, I love the city. As knowing as I hate the people in the city, I still prefer uh, the city. Right? The city yeah. or the suburbs? No, Are I you like in the, the burbs. Or I'm in, in the, the burbs, but I prefer the city. Right? I'll give you guys an example. So I was actually invited to a fishing lodge north of vancouver way north like the idea was that it was so north that we had to take an international flight to vancouver then take a charter plane mm. to get to a certain island then take a helicopter to get to the lodge right Ooh. oh after two hours i wanted reality man i could really? care less about the sounds of animals and shit like that <laughs> i wanted a cell phone signal no i way. wanted roadways i i wanted to get the hell out so of you there. you were going through withdrawal oh yeah major what are you doing major but I know that cottage country nowadays is so tech based. Everything's up there already. Like you guys Correct. got, there's yeah. probably cell phone towers in the back of people's Absolutely. yards, right? You're on That's Bell, the thing you're about. on Rogers, you're on whatever you need to be up there. Get, take Elon Musk's uh, satellites and you're completely fine. <laughs> Ooh, Starlink, you're okay with that. Yeah. You can, you can, you can be anywhere in Muskoka. He's got a satellite. Muskoka is like, um, Starlink. Yeah. He's got, he's got a lot of satellites. <laughs> so a lot of so satellites. cell, but from space. So you don't have to be near a cell tower. You can be anywhere you want. You can go on a big walkabout, not come back for two okay. years. All right, so tell, tell me about his he, solar panel shingles then. Where are they? Maybe on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> he slid <laughs> off the roof. Sliding off. I think he's going to drive the Cybertruck over those things, man. That's I can't wait for my Cybertruck, man. I can't <laughs> You can <wait>. enjoy it. <laughs> what are people asking up there that they're not asking for down here? In regards to construction? No, in real estate, construction. I think what they're looking for up there is a piece of paradise, right? So escapism. <clears throat> escapism and a, like a Muskoka style property. Whereas in the city, they want something modern. Mm. They want something that they can relate to on a daily basis. Whereas they want to leave that modern lifestyle, go to Muskoka and have the rustic feel with it. They want wood paneling. Soggy wood paneling. $7 million doesn't scream rustic, does it? Yeah, it should be rustic. Really? As far as I'm concerned. It's bougie rustic, Manny. <laughs> yeah, it's bougie rustic. Bougie rustic. I'm on the wrong planet. There's an here, there's a couple of antlers in the bathroom or something. <laughs> is that really? Yeah. Okay, that's where the rustic side is. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a fish on the wall somewhere. <laughs> there's there's granite pillars. There's a there's a freestanding granite arch. Okay, you know what though, Steve? Let's go, let's backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> How right. does a contractor here in Toronto who's Pick a trade, doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Let's say he's making six figures. He's got a thriving business. He's doing well. He's got his own house. He's got his own mortgage. How does he buy a place up there? How is that possible? Is it possible? It is possible. I think you obviously need to be connected to the right real estate agent. Well, that's I'm going to throw out there. SteveHay.com. 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 Plug. That was so smooth, Steve. That was amazing. I think you need to be connected. I think Stevie Wonder saw that coming. <laughs> I think you need to be connected to the right the right agent to find you the right property. Okay, so um, what kind of property should this individual, this tradesperson, be looking at? I mean, I think it depends on their characteristics of what they're looking for. If you don't want to spend a ton of money, then maybe you're looking at some of the small lakes on the side. Can I ask you what you paid for your 1,000-square-foot fixer-upper? 2,000-square-foot fixer-upper. 2,000-square-foot? 2,000 a floor. Oh, there's two stories. Per yeah. floor. That's not a cottage. Cottages yeah. don't have steps. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I, I bought it before the crazy increase in prices. So you lucked out. I lucked out. Um, the inside scoop. I'm not going to throw down what I actually No, no, in or around the ballpark. Let's say clo- close to a million. Close to a million for... So a 2,000 fixer-upper is yeah. close to a million dollars. Yeah, and now it's probably worth um, maybe 20, 30% above that just based wow. on what's happened in the market. So, yeah. so since for, in one year? In six months, in eight s- months. Yeah. In six months, mm-hmm. you but had sorry, a 20 or 30% increase in value correct yeah wow we're, but we're you, need to, you need to put what in there you need to put half i need a to million. Gu- well i personally want to gut the whole place and so you need to put a half a million to 600 grand into there that's my question for you boys is so well if it was me is a million dollars that's what i would say two million for manny it's two thousand square foot do the square footage price if you want yeah. what's the square footage price right now you want rustic chic up there so <laughs> i was hoping for 200 500 dollars a square I was foot for, i was hoping for 200 square foot well, how many <laughs> antlers do you want on the wall <laughs> how many antlers do you want how us many to kill you want on the wall it's it's ten thousand per antler you you be the judge <laughs> no i mean realistically yeah you're probably going to pay 600 bills man 600 so you're looking at 300 a square foot that seems kind of fair yeah okay okay that's just an interior reno that's just the renovation cost but the thing is then you tell me you put 600 into that two million or that two thousand square foot a million dollar property what's it going to be worth at that point it's probably gonna be worth two million two two, something two something right yeah kind of worth it then right yeah so higher if you wanted to flip it i'm a living there so i don't really so you enjoy it for a little bit then flip it or rent it out airbnb it and turn into a porn shoot correct and that's the other thing (laughs) yeah whoa 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 you guys don't know about that john you building a grotto for me (laughs) (laughs) you don't know about the whole airbnb thing no all kinds of airbnbs are being used for porn shooting man you know that makes total sense you say it out loud it makes total sense they've been doing that for years now for real yes if you have an Airbnb and all of a sudden you rent it out to somebody, just come back with a black light first, okay? Oh, that's I could all. just imagine. Oh. I'm just saying. That's why I don't have an Airbnb. Wow. Oh. You know, have you... Jackson Pollock would be happy. Who out there has has been <laughs> watching a por- enjoying a pornographic movie and be like, that's Water Street. I've... I've been there for a week. That was a brilliant place. <laughs> and recognize that you, space. You got to give those guys some credit. Okay, so no, but 600K... That seems kind of reasonable. That kind of works. Okay, seems a little high to me, but <laughs> it's funny how you're the client. It seems kind of high. It <laughs> seems a little high to me, but I'll take it. Okay, so well, what, you, what do you think educational should, purposes? What do you only? think it should cost then? Uh, and as an interior reno, as an interior. So you're talking about like brand new kitchen, brand new plumbing, Correct. brand new air flooring, brand Let's new. Let's say four four bedrooms, two bathrooms. Four bedrooms. Four bedrooms, two bathrooms, and and a kitchen. A kitchen. Laundry. Two fifty. Two fifty a square. No, two hundred fifty thousand. All in? Whoa! Yeah. He just chopped the price by half, a third, more than half. Is it a third? Okay, so let me introduce you to the contractors that will be doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's got no teeth, all right? So and and the lo- second one has that little red he's sticker on their license plate that says, cannot be used for commercial purposes. We were just talking about this. Listen, most of those contractors are probably going to have two first names, okay? And if you're fine with, if you're fine with that... <laughs> red, red and green? Red and green? Red. Billy Bob, I don't know, all kinds uh, of stuff. And duct tape. I, I'm not trying to offend the South, but, but the thing is, like, I think 250 is too low. 
Honestly, not for a build though, just for an interior reno, just to like gut the place. But keep in mind that you, t like John, you tell them it's actually more John, work. John, see, me and Johnny go back a long ways. It's we, more we've work We've been friends though. for uh, not two fifty a long way. <laughs> <laughs> not that the, long, Steve. The numbers are not lining. Oh, you know what though? Why don't we like do reverse roll here? Like, and all of a sudden, you be the client and he be the contractor and ah. see, yeah. see where you at. Are you at two fifty? Are you at six? Are you are at, at two fifty? Three fifty three six. I'm like one ninety nine. One ninety nine. Nine. <laughs> so the contractor actually went lower than the client. That's that's the contractor you might get. Mm, you He's might still get. missing teeth, man. No, and I have to say there's some great contractors up there. I think there's a reason for people to come up from Toronto and start their business up there as well, too, and start a contracting business. What about there, moving it's in up high there. demand. What it's about a, like I, I know that a lot more mm -hmm. people that are trying to downsize from the core. They necessarily, the elderly, I don't want to call them elderly because, you know, 60s or something, 70s, call them right? Elderly, it's okay. Well, it's elderly. We're all going to be elderly one day, right? The thing is that they don't want to go into a condo. So I'm actually seeing that they're actually going to homes up mm -hmm. north and they're taking cottages mm -hmm. and doing that. That is that a smart move? Is that a good move instead of being in the self-sustained condo world? I don't think so. I, I personally have a lot of clients that are selling their cottages because they are older and downsizing and going to townhouses, mm. and they enjoy that like waterfront lifestyle. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so they're selling their cottages and they're moving to condos in Muskoka and Bracebridge or Gravenhurst or wherever it is, and uh, looking for something that's hands-off, maintenance-free, where they just pay maintenance-free per month, but they still have that waterfront lifestyle. Yeah. But I don't think somebody in their 70s and 80s is going to be able to maintain a cottage properly. Um, It'll be tough. It's tough. They Obviously, we there's property managers up there that take care of um, your property for you, but It'd be a difficult situation. Like it, the winters are rough in Muskoka. Like it snows from November till April, and, and it's cold. And we just found the man. reason why it's Manny cold. doesn't like Muskoka and so the it's cottage cold, country. Man. You know what? You know what, Manny? When you had the stigma of a northern contractor, and I have that stigma too, with no teeth, two first names, red green, red, red green. <laughs> I'm sorry, red green. So. I think those guys exist both in Toronto and Muskoka. I agree with you. 100%. Totally agree with you. There's there's cutthroat people in in Toronto. Of course. Just as much as there is up north. Do you think there's still a market for the lower end contractor to break into? into totally. The, there's there's north? there's always going to be space and clientele for lower end anything. Yeah. They right, will right. always question the price. Clientele is a, is a great Well, point. that's the motivating factor there, right. right? So, like, when you go to a client and you tell them what is potential, like, I'm, I'm assuming that you meet a lot of clients and you do find a fixer-upper. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to ask you, what do you think, Steve, this is going to cost, mm -hmm. right? And you've got, I don't know, no real barometer on trying to figure out what ballpark it's going to cost. Yeah. So you just give them a ballpark. But the problem is that we get the flack of you give them a number or a designer gives them a number or an architect gives them a number and then we give them the real number. Mm -hmm. And those numbers never line up. No. That's right. why I got John on speed tile. So you call him up and he tells yeah. you the real number, Here, but then they freak out. What it, well, I think it comes down to are you using a local handyman to take care of it or are you using a local contractor right. or using a real Or are you using all legitimate trades to a do every single trades. scope? Yeah. You're pulling permits, you're, 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 you're building everything. And John, spend. don't you think that up there you probably would need more experienced tradespeople for problem solving? Correct. Especially if you're not mm -hmm. on the municipal kind of 
systems, right? Mm, you need more specialty trades. Yeah. So if you've yeah. got, you know, a tank, you're doing a septic tank, you're doing mm. all that kind of stuff, or if you're doing propane, you're doing solar, you're doing, there's all kinds of new ways of doing things up there, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to have more tech savvy tradespeople up there. Yeah, and just people n- that know the water lines. You obviously need That's your septic too. output, exactly. you need your water intake input. Yeah. So there's important things that happens with the cottage, whether your sewage is going out to, whether your water yeah. lines coming yeah. into, and you need you need somebody that knows the landscape of that 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 stuff. So, right. So I had a very very smart piece of advice given to me. Since Steve is my good buddy, we go back a long ways. He's going to be very good on his commission when we do buy a, buy a property up there. <laughs> but, I'm just hearing this now, by the I way. But, it, but, investor, uh, but He's investor recording friend, it to make it justified. <laughs> but an investor friend said, if you're going to buy a property, call the drill companies, the local drill companies. How's the water? They, they have local knowledge. They know what's Makes going sense. on. They call the septic companies. Is there a lot of bedrock? What's, what's the solution? What are the common problems that you're dealing with? You're dealing with a different level of problems moving from the city going to Muskoka. So having local knowledge is great. There's mm-hmm. always room for local contractors. So, too. I mean, you bring up the good point about the harsher winters up there. Mm-hmm. Are homeowners being smart enough to build better to sustain those harsher weathers? That's or, a great question. Or are they just making them look pretty so they can look great on Muskoka, Muskoka Journal magazine and go, here's my cottage. Look at the fireplace. Look at the antlers <laughs> in this bathroom. Like, <laughs> don't care about the R value in the wall cavity, right? Right. No, they're not. Okay. They're the, not. The, the builders buildings. up there aren't that are building full year four season homes are not building trash that you're going to see. Um, they're building homes that last up there. It's not. Really, yeah. yeah. It's it, you're like if you're looking for a contractor or a builder to um, establish a, a property and, and build properly, you're not you're not getting trash up there. There's a lot of it's great builders. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with Steve. What uh, is that? Is that a helicopter? What's going on there? Do you guys you have choppers that? in here? I don't know. I'm hearing something. I don't know. Oh, that's the heater. Is that the heater? Okay. The heater. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. We're getting heated in here. Let me interrupt for one second. So we're talking to Steve Hayde. So at Steve Hayde, Steve.Hayde on IG, triple W Steve Hayde, H-A-I-D.com, Steven, P-H-A-I-D at gmail.com and 416-277-6604 when you buy your next $7 million cottage. Call me anytime. <laughs> Pair your kids. Call me anytime. <laughs> Steve might bring antlers for you. So I, <laughs> I'll actually install the antlers and, the, and the, uh, the fish on the wall. How would you install antlers? You got to drill into the base, I guess. I don't know how no, you, you just do buy it. an antler. You get antlers off the. You can get antlers off the off cheating? the lake. Is that cheating? Buying like Amazon antlers off antlers? the road from Roadkill? No, like yeah. Amazon antlers. Amazon sells antlers. I, I you want a real antler. You want real antlers. Yeah? Yeah, you want okay. real antlers. You uh, want real antlers, real fish. They, they might sell antlers on Amazon. Things you may never see Manny ever install in his career <laughs> antlers? of construction is antlers. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be asked by a client to install antlers, man. <laughs> what are you looking up? You're looking I'm up, looking up antlers, looking antlers on Amazon? 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 I guarantee you a thousand percent that Amazon is selling antlers. They do it. I totally do it. So while what well, they're Steve, not, they're not really antlers. Though. I, whether they're real or not, I don't know, man. They're probably used for some other purposes. Oh, so I, I grew up on a lake where you would find antlers uh, on the frozen lake because a deer, um, obviously, they shed their antlers as they get older. Got it. Um, so those are the cool antlers that you keep 
and you put in your house, and that's that's. So you the don't have to kill the animal. You don't have to kill the animal. You can actually find them, um, unless you want to kill the animal, and then you have your antlers too. I can't. But kill that's another an whole other concept. No. So, <laughs> what is it, John? What if a cottage had an antler chandelier? Love it. Seven point five. Seven point five mil. Up. You can you can get that shit on Amazon for two forty eight ninety nine right now. Are the light bulbs at the tips? What's going on? They are. Where, yeah. The light bulbs are at the tips. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Man, I yeah. can hear the banjo right now. It's cottage country, man. Where is the law? You know what? Right below that, there's a geometric deer head. Geometric deer head. What am I looking at here? I've seen that before. You've seen that? I've seen that before. A modern, a modern cottage, <laughs> geometric deer head. Yeah, that's a little strange. We're, that's futuristic. Okay, I want to get back to the tradesperson buying their first cottage. How do we make this happen? So, does it have to be a cottage, Manny? No. So, can what? it be a rural property? Well, you talked about that they're moving up there for that escapism. Mm -hmm. So, how does the, how do they buy that first escapism? How do they do that? I think it just comes down to what they're looking for and has to be part of the... A getaway from the city. Yeah, part of the preferences and part of the characteristics and what they're looking for. I guess It comes a lot down to like price point, where they want to be, what area they want to live in. Um, a think, young couple that has no family is going to want something that's different than a young couple yeah, that has they a might, family. Yeah, they might want to start off like maybe not looking at the big three lakes. Maybe they go to anywhere from Georgian Bay to Corth Lakes and look at something that's on smaller waterfront. I don't know anything about the lakes up there. I just know that isn't Goldie and Kurt Russell still up there? I don't know Muskoka. Yeah, I see them all the time. I think Are, you see them all the time. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I think Goldie is the Muskoka. <laughs> is the Muskoka antler? He had me for a second there. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, they're my neighbors, man. I'm assuming there must be some celebrities up there. No, there's lots of celebrities up there. There's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of hockey players. There's a lot of celebrities. Oh up really? There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't see him because Muskoka is very private, unless they're like in town. You know, drinking at the uh, corner store or something along those lines, but they're not. Do you think Goldie goes to like the pub, has a beer, has a Guinness with no, the guys? She doesn't go to the with pub. the girls? No? Yeah. I've been, so, wait I've been waiting. You've been waiting? You've been at the pub waiting, doing your research for Goldie? Yeah, but Goldie's go. like, what, 70 something now? I don't Goldie's know. still a dime piece, no matter what age mm, she is. She's sure. awesome. Sure. She's sure. like almost Canadian heritage. She's taking she Canadian heritage, yeah. <laughs> I think Jim Carrey's up there somewhere too. Jim I think Carrey's he's up there as well. I think he's on Stony Lake, is what I've been told. So um, where you got to give me a little bit of geography here. So Muskoka, yeah. where's Stony Lake? Where's so all if these you're, lakes? If you're going to Muskoka, you go straight north. You go two hours north, and you hit the Muskoka Lakes. Okay. And that's where that's where my house is. If you go a little bit east, you start hitting Halliburton, and then you get into Corth Lakes area. Can I please interrupt, Manny? Yeah. Did you just ask where Muskoka is? I don't know anything about cottage country, dude. Oh, if man. if a place doesn't have room service, you won't fucking find me, man. I don't go camping. I do not go camping. The Marriott's camping. up there, bro. Dude, I, do, you I, go to the Marriott. Marriott's quite, up there. Yeah. I don't stay at the Marriott, oh. man. No, you will not catch <laughs> my ass at the Marriott. Bougie. Very bougie. <laughs> bougie cottage. Bougie cottage. No, you'll find me like in Archer in, in Manhattan. You'll find me in certain places. boutique okay. boutique okay. hotels. That's where you'll yeah. find me, right? Because okay. I like those little places. Yeah. My younger brother goes camping all the time, man. Yeah. And I don't fucking get it, dude. We have a portage trip scheduled for May 15th. I only learned what that word means only a few years one. ago, and it just hurts me to even know that I know that meeting, okay? <laughs> Why the fuck would you carry a canoe over your fucking head over terrain? That makes Manny, no sense to Manny, me, man. Manny, you haven't lived unless, you lived unless you've shit in a thunderbox. What the hell is that? It's a box you poop in in the woods. 
Why would you just not poop in the woods? You're in the woods. <laughs> you can't leave the woods when you're portaging. Oh, you're talking about an outhouse, man. Not quite. It's an outhouse yeah, I've with used no those ceiling once. or walls. I used those once. Yeah? Yeah. You lose once. your phone? Do you lose once. your phone in there? No, I didn't lose my phone in there. <laughs> Somebody's phone's ringing somewhere. I haven't heard this story, but I'm quite intrigued by it. Maybe we'll take this offline. Listen, do later. not bring your cell phone into any kind of pot box or toilet or totally porta potty. Like totally you don't, you don't do that, man. Totally yeah. agree. Where do we go? So where do we go for I need to know how do we how does a guy get a place up there? How does he purchase well, it? It depends, right? There's a been been a big influx of uh buyers coming up to Muskoka and Cottage Country because like I said there's Are we saturated up there or no? Uh we're definitely not saturated up there. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of options to buy. It's just the problem right now is I'm sure everybody knows it's very, very low inventory. Yeah. There's huge buyer demand and this is all across Ontario. I think people have been saving up over the last year because no one's going out to restaurants. No one's, no one's going on travel vacations. Everybody's got a lot of money in their pocket. At least people that have been working, at least from what we see from our buyers and uh, contractors, <clears throat> they're either doing renos, they got money to do renos or I got money to buy secondary properties right. and their real estate assets have gone up in, in appreciation. And so they've got the extra capital in their um, in their assets that they want to take out and, and to maybe buy a secondary property or do something else with it. And so the demand is absolutely insane. And that's um, unfortunately what's happening. Prices are rising quicker than demand. And there's a massive housing shortage across Ontario and so, maybe even across Canada. There's so a many, shift. a couple podcasts ago, you said contractors need to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I love that. I love it. If you're in the skilled trades, you have a trade, you have a skill, you're able to get into the market. If someone who who does well in Toronto with, with their home in Toronto, sell it off and go to Muskoka, they hire a contractor, they get a renovation done, and they get up 20, 30% return on investment. Or it's not actually, bad. actually it's not bad. more. That's 20 to 30% just owning it. As a skilled tradesman, to be more diverse, you you have the sweat equity. Take advantage of it. You have to take advantage of it. I think it's silly. I'm guilty of this. My house is a shitbox. There's nothing done. Shoemaker, we're all like that. So we're putting all of our uh, all of our time and energy into someone else's home, giving them a great return. However, we're living in a shithole. But that's the classic stereotype, right? Right. It is so true. It is so true. So your question Steve. is how do people buy and how do the people own in cottage country right. or rural areas of, you know, outside of the city that's not too far. Right. I think it just comes down to what you want, what you need, and then you con- go after it. Well, you contact. I was right going to ask con- you, Steve, is it worth, okay, so there's a shortage of, of supply Correct. right now, right? Absolutely. Which makes sense. Is it worth just buying the land and start building your own place? But you get a lot of guys will start buying and they'll build a container cottage or they'll build a mm-hmm. self-sustaining unit where, mm-hmm. you know, you slap some piers down, drop a structure right there, mm-hmm. throw on some solar panels and kind of be more self-sustained. Is it worth going down those roads or not? Yes, it is. I think the... The amount of land is very limited these days and the amount of lots that are available for sale and john would know this as well too because i'm always on the hunt for him is that it's very limited there's wow, a huge man. there's a massive sh- uh housing shortage in ontario right now and and specifically land or houses uh, most of the land has been developed on unless you go further north of 
let's say Huntsville up to North Bay area. So there's a huge shortage in regards to land and housing. And uh, yeah, if you need to get your hands on it, then you just need to jump on it right now. And you don't want to wait because when you look at the economics of supply and demand, if there's a huge shortage of land, there's so many to buyers, chances are prices are just going to keep increasing. Couldn't we, as contractors, because of our network, you were mentioning before the show started about landfill and dump trucks and we right. can yeah. get a lot of dirt up there and just get them on barges and start creating yeah. some land. <laughs> just park <laughs> an island right in front of your $7 million. Dollar. <laughs> would, th- would that upset that view or something like that? The and Conservation also? Authority would, would have a the EPA real problem. Would be pissed. The you EPA do it in the middle of the night and you use those little minor lights and everybody gets it all done, man. Yeah. By the morning, you have an, uh, you have an island. Yeah. It so, just showed up. So I have a story you got about... an island of shit. <laughs> I have a I have a story about Lake Simcoe, okay. where Lake Simcoe doesn't allow any limestone touching the water. Why? You're gonna have to ask the conservation authority about that. Okay, I know I know the reason for that. The camel oh, wearing it, it affects conversation. the fish population. On yeah, so limestone leaks some sort of chemical That's into right. the water and yeah. affects the fish population. That makes sense. So you're not allowed to uh, basically anywhere in Ontario, you're not allowed to mess the shoreline up because of the fact that fish spawn on the shorelines. Okay. And during, you know, April, May, June, you're, that's the reason why you're not allowed to fish is because they're spawning, right. but you can literally affect the fish environment. And that means that there's less fish in the water. And then the environmental protection agency will be Makes a little sense. pissed off. Totally. You've got limestone all over the place and you're, I'm not build, talking about you're bringing limestone up here. I'm talking about bringing good old Toronto dirt. dirt. So, so we had <laughs> right a project. Right off of Woodbine Beach. Yeah. <laughs> we had a project that we had uh, approximately a 30, 35 foot retaining wall. In order to build this retaining wall, we had to barge in our material. And in order to barge in our material and have a working platform, we brought in a granite pad. So granite boulders, which are 30 feet by 50 feet to accommodate our limestone because it could not touch the water. You're building a retaining wall out of granite? No, no. We're building a, li- we're building a retaining wall out of limestone. In order to accommodate our limestone, we built a landing pad out of granite boulders. Holy cow. And then from there, we took our limestone armor stone to build our retaining wall with our excavator off of our 30 by 50 foot granite pad that we had barged in, built a retaining wall, took the granite stone away. Life is good. They have, the client gets what they want. We, we solve problems. So no limestone into the water. No limestone touching the water. This was up in mm. Lake Simcoe? Uh, yep, Lake Simcoe. Mm. Interesting. Well, you did it right then. Mm. Absolutely. And then you didn't upset the, you know, we didn't, we didn't upset the ecosystem. The conservation authority was happy. The client was happy. I guess the most important part is we give what the client wants. You bring up a really good point. So I guess building up there in that area, you got to deal with a lot of governing BS, right? More so than in the core. Do you think Uh, it's more so than Toronto? I I don't know if it's more so. Well, it depends on which part of Toronto, because you still have to deal with certain departments, forestry, all that crap, right? I mean, urban forestry right now, I think they're like, they're like the mob. So I this is, like this is a mess of things. By do. the way, that was John saying that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no quotation. This is a mess of thing in cottage country is if you need to deal with the planning department, there is one woman that works in the planning department and her name is Rita or whatever her name is, but she's the only person that works in the planning department. 
and you need to approve your permits through Sorry, Rita, by the way, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to hurt you on this, but like you need to, everything needs to be approved through the one person that works at the planning department. What if she's And she's sitting on her day. dock and she works, she works 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on a daily <laughs> basis from her dock. To get your permits put through, you need to make sure that she's around and alive. And or then, well lubricated yeah. on her dock. And lubricated on her dock. So basically, you got to portage along the shoreline <laughs> and then get to her. Deliver and ask your for the, permit. Oh, Deliver your permit. You. And then there might be a case of beer that you drop off as well, too. And a couple bottles of wine, and then your permit might get approved. Thanks, Rita. That's Thanks, how it Rita. Works, huh? Thanks, Rita. That seems but a lot, it's, it's, that's about it's like a slow, It's a slower process. <laughs> right. It's a, yeah. I would just say it's a much slower process for sure. Absolutely. You know, I've had I've had some great results with with permitting and and just research and development, asking questions, because you're right. There is the there is the Rita or the Samantha or the Bill or the Bob, the the know-it-all <laughs> guy. You you give him a call, say, hey, I'm talking about this obscure property in the middle of nowhere he's like yeah i know it you know other other builders other developers have tried to go there there's restrictions here you go and he'll go down the list of restrictions or or obligations that you have to have to so, build in this property i uh, see i would be interested in building something more of that self-sustaining kind of thing find a piece of property and just a zombie apocalypse type nah, thing. it'd still be pretty looking it'd still be luxurious <laughs> looking but it'd be different it wouldn't be a container because i don't like containers mm. i don't think they look all that great but it wouldn't be that monstrous muskoka mansion i don't mm. get that that's just a house and that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like antlers in every single room. I don't log, get that. A log cabin? Would you do Not, a log no, cabin? No, a log, log cabin at first. When I was younger, my first year maybe in construction, I was fascinated by the whole cheeking and yeah. the log and yeah, milling and yeah. getting it all together. But then I thought, you know what? I'd be sick and tired of this after one day of being in it, right? You I'm think thinking so? more like something geometric kind of. I, I'm fascinated by those structures that have the mirror as a as a. Uh, um, a facade right you know what i mean the cladding's actually mirrored so then you just blend right into the uh the environment you the birds and everything are not going to like it because yeah. they're going to fly right into it right I, i'd be more interested in that and then all of a sudden you create like a, a solar panels you create like you create all that kind of stuff off you grid think, off grid you think you get a good r value with a mirror exterior finish? well no no it's not so much that's just a cladding <laughs> man you, you still have to build your wall assembly and put the insulation inside of it so so does that i don't reflect think you could grade off of uh windows does that reflect way. heat or does that absorb heat it reflects heat which would be cooler in the summer possibly colder in the winter that i don't know i just i don't know you could probably pick your teeth while you're outside that's about it you think so with a piece of straw it's yeah. been done <laughs> while you're playing the banjo <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to know about up there you shoot, you let me I know. I don't know. Like I, just, I don't know. I've been asked to go up there so many times, and I just kept on thinking that none of my guys would go up there. Nobody's going to travel well, up so there. So I, I guess the question I have for you guys is, as contractors, what's the reason that you wouldn't travel? Um, tra so, what's so what's the, what's the average travel to get up there? Two hours. Two right? hours. Two hours door to door. Yeah. That's like, that's two too hours. much. Manny, two hours to paradise, buddy. So No, no. So hang on a sec. That's four hours in the day. Two hours there, two hours back. It's two hours you, you on a, it's two hours on a Thursday night, take Friday off, and then it's two hours back Sunday evening. Rather get on a private plane and go someplace else. <laughs> you can't right now, though. <laughs> private plane. Yeah, you can. Oh, that's okay. why I said private plane. So, so We're going where Manny's going, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it sounds warm Ibiza. over there. It sounds <laughs> yeah. warm. So we've been up north for most of the season. 
We've had uh, cottage cottages renovations. You guys really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And during we, the winter season? During during They've this been, winter yeah. season, yeah. Yeah. So we've been in Georgian Bay and uh, out in the Kawarthas. Wow. We, we stay there during the week. Uh, we accommodate our guys. We make sure the food, they're fed well. They're they're well lubricated in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Are and you hunting for your own food? We don't go hunting for our own food. We're too Is busy there a VHS building cool tape shit there somewhere. We bring our own antlers in case it's not Muskoka enough, <laughs> right? So we place them on the wall. <laughs> I'm but wondering what else would you be worried about building-wise? Like, what do you have to do that's different up there than there's? There okay, so uh, properties are obviously not connected to municipal water systems. So the main thing is um, septic systems and water intake. So you're either um, your water is either coming from the lake, which you need to UV il- uh, filtration system, or it's coming from a drilled well. Um, and then obviously your sewage is coming out. Which, of the by house. the way, is actually going to be a lot better and than Toronto water. Yeah. Well, it is. Potentially. A, dr- a drilled well in Muskoka is actually very, very. Just fresh. saying. Yeah. That's the one thing I do like about the country. Yeah. And then you need you, your sewage needs to go out somewhere. So. Not into the lake. Not well, partially up into the land somewhere. Right, that's a so septic tank comes in. Those are important, and that's and that's where local knowledge is key, and and you have a good contractor doing that that stuff. Hmm. So it'd be kind of hard to take a Toronto contractor, bring them up there because they're not going to be all that knowledgeable compared to contractors Correct. from up there. Yeah. You know what? You ask. Is a that few true? Questions. Is that not true? I don't. Uh, I don't agree. You don't agree? You ask a few questions and you do your due diligence. Use common sense. I don't. I, I think a co- John's a an expert in this area now. Obviously. It's that last one you just mentioned. What's that? Common sense. Common sense. Like I, where is the water coming in? Where well, is the water going out? Well, to? there's think some about funny it. things up there. Like there's certain things that are restricted, like the shorelines and all kinds of little things. Yeah. that The city guys won't know. True. Correct. I won't know anything about fish or anything. That way, okay, so fine. So if I put this into the lake. Well, you would have a report before you do any building. Yeah. You'd more have and a, more you'd have a report, and it'll be on the plan. It's the same thing when it comes to the realtors as well, too. Like when I work with real estate agents from the city, they don't know anything about septic tanks. They don't know anything about water lines. They're not familiar with areas. They don't know what lakes are good and what lakes are bad because there's certain lakes that you don't want to be on. There's certain lakes that you do want to be on. Why so don't you want to be on certain lakes? There's certain, um, they're, they're shallow. Maybe they have some algae problems. There's all sorts of things you need to consider. All these cottage problems, man. What about security? I've seen enough horror movies, but like, I mean, (laughs) like Jason, (laughs) Jason, (laughs) Jason Voorhees. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, are you my brother, Jason Voorhees? (laughs) Are people getting more tech savvy where, okay, so they've got a place, but they're not staying up there the whole time. So everybody wants obviously Wi-Fi connection, being able to work up there. And it's very, very common. Uh, There's not a lot of areas up there anymore that aren't uh, accessible for for data uh, mo- connection. Yeah, your, your regular day-to-day Wi-Fi connection. And it's pretty common now, especially with, like, Elon Musk thing coming out with the uh, star. Again, what is yeah. the show brought to you by Elon Musk? What's going on? I think he's I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's a game changer. It is definitely a game so changer. So he's got a we, satellite coming? Is he's that got, like, a million satellites in the air that are basically going to um, – I, I can't speak to what's actually going to happen, but uh, – Well, he's I, basically the mafia of space because he's yeah. the only one going up there. So he he's probably space, bringing yeah. up whatever he wants to bring up there, space right? Space mafia. Yeah. Space mafia, space right? Mafia. Space Cannolis <laughs> and satellites. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I just don't... It's challenging. <laughs> I, You know what I mean? To get up there and do some work up there. 
I don't know if I would want. I think I go batty. Me personally, I think I go batty a week up in the cottage country there. So and the problem so, is a rental's not going to take a week, dude. No. no. So so no, okay. Let me ask you guys that. a question. This is a question I have for you guys. So I have the uh, two thousand square foot home. Okay. Yours. Um, mine. I need to gut and completely renovate the place. We've already gone through this. What man. is my time frame on it? Oh, timeline. Yeah. It's mm, a good question. So I'm going to go to Costa Rica while you finish it, John. Yeah, that's fine. So can you do it in a month? I'll bring my own antlers no, and I'll just no, hang out. What? No, no, you can't no, do it in a no, month? no, no, Absolutely no. not. I'll go to Costa Rica There's, for a month. there's yeah. logistics. Remember, there's barges. There's like... You don't need a barge in my place. Swells. I don't know. There's like... What <laughs> swells? <laughs> I'm trying We're to use as ocean. many water terminology as I possibly... I don't know. There's swell. tsunamis in the Muskoka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's going to delay me from getting up there. And then if I lose my hammer in the water, what do we do? Are there tool shops up there? Correct. Yes. There are, are there really? Tools, yes. Are there hardware shops, shops up there? Are there really? Yeah, there's a lot of them. I'd be devastated if my boss saw just fell into the lake, right? I'd be like, holy That's cow. That's okay. Just go get a Milwaukee at Home Depot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I would throw it in the lake. <laughs> it's not going to take a month, man. It's going to take okay, what's, it's what's the time realistic. Three months? Six months, man. It's going to take five, six months. So are Absolutely. you going to go to Costa Rica for six months? No, I'll go for two and then I'll just uh, work at a Hover for four months? I'll hover around John, man. So, so you know what? I had this conversation this morning. Yeah. A client asked me, big kitchen renovation with a bathroom. We're changing windows. We're doing all sorts of things. We're, we're, we're moving walls. Client's going to stay there. Bad Client's idea. in the house. Bad idea. Ouch. Right. He said, is it going to be, you know, we're getting the spring, so it's June. Do you think we'll be done for the winter time?" And I said, you may not even be done your permit processing by oh they by haven't even gotten a permit yet no permits there's no drawings there's no design so so that's the key when when a client has to ask a question what's it going to take how long it's going to take probably two three months of planning getting your permits making sure that your design is perfect i'd say, I'd say even longer than that two three months i think in all fairness well, yeah, clients right. should not ask any contractor how long a renovation is going to take until you have a permit in hand Mm. My idea behind, um, and I luckily have a friend that's an architect, is that I would have the architectural plans ready to go Perfect. at the same time that I want you to start contracting then, in. So most people do not. Most people do no, not. No, but you don't have, have a permit them. at that point. I do not have the permits. So that's I, what I was saying is that I'd rather you have the drawings done, but it's a catch-22. Because yeah. I, I just went through this now with a client. When I went, so they're, they're roughly going through sketching process right now. Mm. But I said, and they're asking me for a price. And I said, I need to see the drawings. I right. need to, because I went there to give them my two cents of what I think is going to be. But I'm not a licensed engineer. I'm not an architect. Mm. I'm only giving you the information I know from my experience. I think in all fairness, clients should not have any conversations with any contractors until you have permit in hand. I think that's a level playing field. So do you not think that the contractor should be involved in for not, sure. only, not Consultation, only the permits, but drawings. For sure, for sure. So I'll tell you why the, the, the problem with the, the homeowner is that they don't know where to go. They don't know where to go to get those permits. Mm. They need the contractor's help. If you guys are contractors, you can guide them in the right process and whether you charge them for it in regards well, to getting their permits, you. Would but you, you, they would need you that pay help. A, would you pay a consulting yeah, fee to it. a contractor of I would. to Absolutely. help you guide you along the process? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. so that's good to hear. It's great to hear. Absolutely. Should I sign the contract now, Manny? Yes. Send yeah. them a bill. Well, send them an invoice. 600K for a 2,000 square foot plate. Actually, Holy. check your email right now. There might be an invoice right now. <laughs> so Kate from Craft & Clerk sent him an invoice while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> I agree Thank with you because a lot of clients. I have accepted uh, it, by the way. So, so lots of clients. I agree with you. A lot of clients have no idea where's the start start mm. line. Yeah, they get intimidated by it. Correct. Right, but then I also feel, and John, you correct me if I'm wrong here. You guys drop everything on us when, in reality, the architect is the one that should be submitting for permit. Yes. Not the contractor. I get asked all the time. Yeah. So there is there is definitely a gray area. I think before you get permits and while your drawings are being done, you need to consult a contractor. Yes. The person who's going to build it, not just a That's a paramount. Handyman. That's paramount. I think from, every client. From, listen, I'll tell you from what I see from my end, from the buyer perspective, is that like the contractor should be handling all of this on their end. And whether you charge them for it or not, you guys should just take control of it and be like here's your cost for the permits i'm going to do it for you right. i'm going to handle right. this situation but here's the problem that clients most clients you're an anomaly right so most clients are going to have a problem paying the contractor a fee to handle all that they'll have no problem paying an architect or designer to handle that but they'll have a hard time paying a contractor that hmm. that's the problem and why is that manny yeah. do you think because because we're blue collar and we're grunts right. and then we build things we don't handle the paperwork and start the process and we don't do designs and we don't do layouts and we don't give you creative solutions which is all bullshit by the way mm -hmm. right so i agree with you that you could go to a contractor and they could take care of all that stuff i think if you. it's up front and printed up front and shown to them i don't see any reason why somebody wouldn't agree to it would so, that what be would that what they would want more in, in yeah, cottage country? I think they want a hands-off experience. They I want think that's you universal Muskoka or Toronto. Yeah, I think it's in totally. Toronto, too. No, totally. Toronto's a very heavy, uh, I've hired a, an architect, and <laughs> he's so and so, and His he's going to Sir build John. the he's most from, amazing house from, we've ever he's seen. He's from England. He's from Sir John. He's from England. <laughs> Are you wearing an and ascot And then we've right got now? this toothless contractor <laughs> who's going to be doing something with us. I'm not exactly he's sure. Wearing <laughs> he's, he's wearing, wearing jeans. He's wearing jeans. I think his name is Billy or Bob or Bob or Billy. Wait, does he have it. teeth? <laughs> I don't know. Does he have I'm teeth? going to refer him to my optometrist. He looks no. like he had wine for lunch. <laughs> but he should really be going to my orthodontist. I don't know why I'm sending him to my optometrist. <laughs> but that's what I'm afraid of. That's what, And I agree with you totally because we can handle all that stuff. You know what, stuff. Manny? I feel triggered right now. As a contractor, I feel triggered by your last statement. What did I say? I don't mm. even remember what I said. You talk shit about contractors. I feel triggered. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the cues over there. Get in line, okay? <laughs> I say whatever I want to say. That's so, how this life works. So I guess back to our, our conversation about the homeowners want hands off. Yeah, correct. So I'll, I'll tell you from as being a homeowner. Right. As owning a, a, you know, an old Victorian house built in the 1900s, you want hands-off experience. What's your fear, Steve? What is it? Are you, you want a hands-off experience so that you don't want to deal with the permits. You don't want to deal with the situation where permits aren't going to come into place. You want somebody to take, you want the contractor to almost take control of the whole situation at hand and be like, here, pay me $400,000 and fix my house. $600,000. He keeps dropping that. <laughs> I know. Six. Eh? I know. He you changes keep, the six keeps to on four. trying to sneak and that in. Fix, <laughs> and fix my house. 600000 And fix my house. I don't care if it costs me an extra twenty grand if you do the permits or whatever it is. Or two hundred. Build, build it into your price. So I think, I think I that's, think that's a great. I agree with you, that's but that's great, not always the case, point. though. I think you laid out and it would be. Well, here's so, the funny thing is that typical architect fees are 10% of your budget. So if you go, oh, let's go with your number, 40, 400000 that's $40,000 for architect fees. Yeah. 
Mm. Now you got your designer who's got to choose all kinds of antlers. Well, we'll and let's, let's, let's toss the design up. The contractor has to mark it up if he has his hands on it. If he's dealing well, the with moment the contractor is supervising any aspect of that scope, he's got to mark it up ten yeah. percent, right. which is going to upset you, right? Because now you have to pay ten points on top of what you're already paying at forty thousand. So he's going to make four thousand. You don't like that, especially so, when it gets to the end where you are like, I, I really wish I had one more set of antlers here. <laughs> But I can't afford it because the contractor. I think, you fire, I think you fire the designer and you, you pay at the ten grand. You're fine. You're saying all the right things to us, but this is not the reality. Steve. It is. It is. I think uh, people want a hands-off experience, and that's what they up need. There? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. They want a hands-off experience because they're not there. They're not even in the presence of the property at the time. That's so true. It's all so they're in Skype. Toronto. It's all Zoom yeah, calls. they're in Toronto. They're in their condo. They're in their property. Interesting. And they that's want fun. to. That starts have, making it appealing yeah. for me to be. So a they part want of to happen that. to happen over from November to April, and by May two four comes around, they want their they want their friends and family on the dock, and they want to complete it at that time, and that's they don't true. care about the fucking permits. They don't care about anything else they just want to complete it i love that hands off i know that's pressure though you you're just telling me that there's the harshest winters up there you want us to start in the winter and have it ready by the first i mean john's, so john's renovating my place over the winter when i'm in costa rica so when is this now the six the six month renter will it, while <laughs> no, you're it's in a costa two month rica? rental bro. No, he's going to costa rica <laughs> for two, two month months rental. i don't know where he's going for the other picking months. up a hammer for the other four months <laughs> <laughs> you think six months is a long time to yes. renovate your place? An interior reno? Yes, it's absolutely. It's 2,000 square feet. Everything's got to be fully gutted. All new mechanical. Six I months is reasonable. Are you want to build a house? So, Let's go. So that's the thing, Steve. With, with a renovation, you are not only tearing out the old, you're working with the old to make well, it They got new. some ugly walls in there. Exactly. So if you want your tile to be nice, plumb, and true in your shower and not have a half-inch to three-inch piece in the corner, we have to square that up, which takes time. We're working with old. If it's a new build, we frame it, and it's and it's perfectly plumb and true. What is the house? Is it is it boiler or is it forced air? It's an old house. It's, it's got to be electric forced air. Electric forced air. Holy yeah. shit! What the fuck is you that? Might as well lit a fire. Okay, so I got electric forced air. Yeah. So I'll tell you what my hydro bill is. Oh God! <laughs> is it four figures? It's a thousand a month. Four figures. Yeah. Holy shit! That's insane. Yeah. For, for the, twelve months or for the, the for the winter time? For February, dude. Why can't Holy you you can't shit. for one month? Yeah. So wow. can you get, like, can you get a wood stove? I just so throw this wood is in there, uh, my whole concept. That's of, harsh. So you don't find the, that harsh? Well, yeah, of course. So yeah. this is the problem people have with buying cottage properties is they, they don't know what to do with their properties right that's so i'm gonna self-sustain I'm, I'm gonna completely gut and redo the place the problem i have is right now i'm not renovating it there are the house hasn't been renovated in 50 or 60 years which means that the walls have there's no insulation there's no insulation there's insulation in the attic i had a home inspection done it was an r it was a little r rating is there a fireplace <clears> in it there's no fireplace in it. How is a house that's that old does not have a fireplace in I it? I know. I'm adding a fireplace in it, Manny. No, not a gas I fireplace. Need a, a wood burner. No, a fucking wood okay. fireplace, right. Manny. Crackle. Yeah. So right. we'll talk about that. That will, We'll nix that right off the drawing because that's going to suck more heat out than it creates. <laughs> Thank you, John. As a mason and a no, contractor, I, I, I disagree with you because you, that will like heat that whole structure. The nostalgia of having a, a wood burning fireplace. So you have a wood burning insert. Yes. Oh, what? Excuse me. Can you explain the difference, guys? Well, it's not a it's not an open firebox. 
because that firebox is doing exactly what the chimney is designed to do is to suck things out yeah. smoke including heat heat comes with the smoke Correct. with a wood burning insert the heat stays the smoke goes what's your exterior cladding brick brick and vinyl siding what's the interior plaster yeah plaster heavy plaster heavy plaster that fireplace really will bad warm plaster. that place up radiant wise an open an open yes. box fireplace it will it will, it will radiant heat that place up. It will. You'll have to keep on feeding that fireplace. You feed it like a demon. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. In in my opinion, with with as a mason with open box fireplaces, it sucks out more heat than it creates. It does, but you have to feed it. That's the problem about that, it. That's how those older homes were designed. Right. They were designed to retain that heat inside that mm. structure. That's why I was asking about brick and plaster. There's but no you can't do that. You can't do that yeah. from okay. The problem is that you have to get rid of the electric. That's insane. I know. Like that. So, so everybody else is doing propane, or what's the story? What are they? Yeah, correct. So you can either add a propane tank on the side of the house, and you can pay to have propane filled uh, a few times of the year there's no natural gas line to most of these cottages what's the tree line like around there can you get solar panels mm. then, you, then you have an ugly looking house okay do you want an ugly looking house that is self-sustained and you don't have to pay a thousand dollars for electricity or do you want a beautiful looking house that's paying a thousand dollars in electricity i well, don't think solar panels are efficient enough yet i well, think you need to look at a different well it's a tree line that's why i was asking i think that the th I'm the thing about facing, solar panels so it could work, yeah. is that solar panels don't produce heat. They produce electricity. Heat is a big drain on a solar See, panel. See, that's why I keep going back. If you're going to build something, I'd start looking at a house that's passive. Oh, I like that. I'd build 12-inch thick walls. I'd of what? like of what's your building material? Well, different layers, right? I would do a layer of, of let's say, for argument's sake, some sort of bat membrane. Yeah. And then I'd do a separate layer that's not connected to that where you run all your mechanical. And then I run another layer, another wall that's your passive or that's your uh, plaster wall. Yeah. So now you've got three separate walls and you're not transferring. I'd, I'd create a passive. I do like the passive house. I do like the passive house. And the thing is that you can be in the middle of nowhere. You could have that stove now. You yeah. can have that fireplace. Yeah, yeah. And that will heat that structure. What about hmm. Cobb? About what? Cobb. Cobb. Mud and straw. Mm. That's a great that's a great thermal break and it True. retains the heat. It would work. I would totally you know what if I was looking at your structure, mm. I would look at possibly looking at changing into a passive structure. Okay. Because a passive structure, if you make it tight enough, if you do it proper, you literally can heat it with your amenities that are inside. So your TV, your stove, and you, and body heat. That's mm. what would heat it. The question becomes, how luxurious do you want it to be? Correct. I think how cold is your wife going to get or your kids going to get? Right. That's the thing about it. Like I, I don't need heat. I can actually survive in the cold. Anybody that I date, I sleep with the window open. Yeah, so, they need yeah. heat. Like the, these little people, these little women, they need they need heat. <laughs> and if <laughs> these little midges, I'm a rather large man with with the COVID 25, and I need warmth. You still need warmth? I need warmth, bro. Oh, wow, so I I'm need gonna a survive blanket, in the woods, and you're windows not. Windows closed, you know. I would I would actually consider. You know what? It's funny. In that six hundred thousand dollar budget, you could probably pull off a passive. I'm being honest. If you built it correctly and you orient the house a tiny bit, I think if you focus on sun and mm -hmm. how it works and the windows and the thickness of the wall and the substructure, everything, I think you can build it for that cost. That's, and, a, gr uh, that's a great I, reselling I, cost. I personally think this is, these are great questions for because basically the whole market up in Muskoka and Cottage Country are people buying 
teardowns, renovation projects, and they need to know these answers. Right? And you're dealing with and extreme weathers. That's why I'm it's saying. Not, it, and man, it's not. It's not an extreme. Do you hear any wind extreme. during the winter months? Like any wind at all? Like <laughs> no, because the the house is crazy. full of snow, and you, you it's like an igloo. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> any kind of wind. Any I live kind in of wind? igloo. Yeah. <laughs> this is the transition that's happening in Muskoka right now. Everybody that's uh, transitioning to Muskoka or Cottage Country, whether it's Georgian Bay all the way to Court Lakes, what they're looking for is some sort of environment where they can be in a full-time basis so if they buy a three-season <laughs> cottage they want to renovate it to a four season why would you do a three season it makes no sense why not use it for the fourth because every every person that has bought or has developed the three season cottage has been in the past right Got it. and so okay. now every all these people that are coming but all up, your 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 demographic that you're saying our the demographic the ones from that the, have done well know, 30s 40s, they want four they want a four season cottage and if they can't have it, which adds a problem with financing because when you can't buy a four season cottage, it, it kind of messes with the financing. Right. Cause it sits it. idle for those right. three months. Well, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to finance it. So your financing is totally cut in half when you're applying for a three season cottage over a four season cottage because you can't classify as your primary residence. Here's so, a question for mm. you, Steve finance. And let's talk about finance because you are connected to finances. Mm. Most contractors because of the tax man, we try to hide what exactly we make, right? You're really? saying cash? Whoa. You mean I'm the not black talking market? about cash. What do you mean? I don't Did you do say that about I gold don't bars? Do, I don't do cash. Oh, my God. I'm gold just, bars. I'm just there saying people, gold There are bars. contractors turning <laughs> off the podcast right now because Listen, we're speaking I have about no, cash. I have no gold bars. <laughs> I'm just saying that according to CRA, I'm just saying that the tax man, you, you, you show them that you have as little money income as possible, hmm. but that hurts you if I want to buy this cottage. Correct. What can we do outside of what we've already been told, where is get on the books now, start showing numbers okay. on the books. That's the only thing we can do, right? Okay, so great question. So either you can play with your books and you can obviously play with the amount of income that you have per year, or there's an alternative option where you look at private lending purposes. Interest so rate that, is higher though. The interest rate is a lot higher, man. It's a lot higher, but if you only need it for a certain time, time frame you you have to pay that interest that high interest rate for a certain time frame then it works out and into your favor so let's say for instance you buy a lot of land for two hundred thousand dollars and you decide to build an expansive you know 1500 2000 square foot property for what do you guys say four hundred six hundred thousand dollars yeah okay so, yeah okay the second number so you're you're at you're at eight hundred thousand okay to <laughs> so build that property let's say it's waterfront and you're in muskoka or anywhere from corth lakes to georgian bay your property is now worth a, a million dollars your profits you know two three hundred thousand dollars you've now borrowed that money for that that um, short amount of time, I, I'm, I'm certain that you're going to pay 11 or 12% on private lending. Ouch. But, um, Come on, that hurts. But you sell your property that you've had. But you're making that. You're but making yeah, but you're making, you're making $200,000 off the profit of it. Mm -hmm. And then your, your situation is that maybe you sell your, your primary residence to offset the uh, capital gain on that. And there's, there's tons of ways around it. So, so who's giving these, these private loans? The mob? 
<laughs> is it Angelo? Is it Uncle no, Angelo? I, that's again. Giving these John, I'm gonna give that's a shout John out. Moore. I'm gonna give a, a shout out right here. I'm gonna give a shout out right here. Clark saying that. You, not co- you contact me. You I've con- got no problem with the mob. <laughs> I actually like the mob. <laughs> so you're affiliated with the mob, man. I don't know. Is that I, what you're saying? Me saying I like saying? the mob doesn't mean that I'm affiliated with the mob. I think you're saying you're affiliated with the mob. No. <laughs> so you're mafioso, the Portuguese mafioso. Call mafioso. Sorry, we sidetracked for a second there when we were talking about Guido. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> no, Guido's the person who breaks your legs. Angelo oh, is the person who gives you the loan. Vito. Vito. Yes. Vito. Don't Vito. mess around with Vito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's – so as a contractor who is – I'm doing air quotes – hiding their income. <laughs> In the black market not doing hiding cash their work. Income. They're just not showing their income, their true income. Right? Correct. But isn't there a supplementary application or supplement? No, nah, there's man. nothing. You show, you show your income to the government, that's it. That's it, that's right? That's it. You no, can't, no, but you for can't applying, that. You can't, you can't say that I've got a business and this is what X amount my business is doing. That's not affiliated. You can't show that. It's I mean, a I'm different not, entity. Yeah, I'm not an accountant, but you can't fabricate that. Gotcha. They see what's on your T4A once it comes back. That's all they your, care yeah. about. That's all that matters. Yeah. So eventually, you you have to be legit as a contractor so if for you, you can't, to get this mortgage. If you, if you can't get the mortgage, there's obviously private lending services. But you're paying the and interest. And you're paying, and you're getting, you're getting, you know, you're, you're bent over. You're bent over, and yeah. you're looking behind you in so, a rearview mirror. You know what? Yeah. If you have the skills to pay the bills, you can build a, you can build a house or manage the house, build, top to bottom. And yeah. you take on you take on Angelo's loan at a higher percentage. <laughs> Angelo, <rate. laughs> I like you, Angelo. You have a little bit of cash in the bank <laughs> under your mattress that uh, that your mother doesn't really know about. You buy the land, you build the house, you pay the higher interest rate, and you sell it. That sweat equity is paying for you, just as more actually more than the sweat equity is going to pay for you to build somebody else's home. Do you think you'll it. get more return from going up to the cottage country than you were to do the exact same scenario in the core? Oh, that's a great question. I have that written down here, Manny. Do you really? I do. That's, so what's that's the, the answer? question written down. What's the answer? What's Steve, the answer, Steve? Steve, what's the answer on that one? Steve Hay from PSR Broker. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go, boy. I think it's a yay. I th- personally think it comes down to a lot of different characteristics. When you look at the property that you buy compared to the the concept of when you're gonna sell it, it depends on the area, it depends on a lot of different characteristics. Is there luck as involved? of right as of right now, I would say if you can get a property at a lower cost, whether it's in the city or in Muskoka but that's or always in Kajoku, the game though, right? Then, then then you're then you're set. But that's like that's that that's is insider the game. information, that right? The that's game. the game. You would yeah. know, like we don't know. I'm gonna that. go to I'm gonna go to jail like Martha Stewart right now. Just throw Martha Stewart insider. came out more rich than she went in. Correct. Going in. Well, right? she's also point. hooked up with Snoop Dogg, so that's a different story. <laughs> man. Snoop Diggity. Snoop Diggity. <laughs> so I guess if you if you're thinking if you're a contractor, you have the skills to pay the bills. You have the motivation to to start your own business. You know I, what I say? Force the lending. Force the lending, borrow as much as you can, because it's so cheap right now. If you can get your foot in the door, that's how you're going to make money. But then what if you can't carry those expenses? Then don't do it. But if you but can... But if it's so cheap to get those expenses... Exactly. If you're paying 1.75%... It's dirt cheap right now. It's insane. So I, 
Manny, I know your question to me at the beginning of the show was, how do our young contractors succeed? Mm. How do they buy real estate yeah. and get ahead in life? Yeah. And we're a little bit older now. Like I, I turned 40 this year. Oh so I've been God, in the game for, for a little you. while. Try 50, buddy. So 50. Okay. <laughs> John's. You're under, under you're 40. Same age. For the record, <laughs> under 40. 39. For the record, I'm under 40. It doesn't matter. You're going to be 40 one day. <laughs> so what I would, this is my absolute incredible advice to anybody that's looking to expand their, you know, expand portfolio. their, their construction yeah, expand portfolio. Their portfolio and do whatever, do whatever they can is find real estate they can afford and buy it and just, but that's hard for us to do. And that's easier for you to do. How so? We don't know the real estate side of things. So okay. we have the skills, but we don't know the real estate. So here, here's, here's the thing that I want to convey to everyone listening right now. If you have, the skills to pay the bills. If you're a contractor of any is kind. Is that trademarked, by the way? Skills to pay the bills? Yeah. Is that uh, trademarked? No. no dot com. But I, dot com. But I think I've been saying it a lot. I so I might trademark it at the end times, of this podcast. But I do like it. Skills to pay the bills. I'm going to contact Kate at Craft & Clerk, and I'm going to make <laughs> skills her. Skills to pay the bills. I'm going to buy the website right now. <laughs> if you have some sort of skills and a little bit of money in the bank. I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh <laughs> sorry. How do you pull that off? How do you pull that off? I, I say, or do you just take the cojones and you just pull it off? You just right. like you. No, said, I think Steve, I like. I think it's a great question about how do people progress in life? How do they progress with these crazy real estate prices? And what do they do with themselves? How do they, how do they afford these crazy real estate prices? And how do they get ahead of the game? And it's it's a serious question because these real estate prices are only going to increase, man. They're, they're going, there's up, no sign of bro, this. They're going it, up right? 10 they're going up 10% this year, man. They're going up 10% even this before year. COVID. Everyone thought that this would level it out. It's not leveling out. And nothing. it's not leveling the, the, out. It's still, I'll going tell up. you what the problem with Canada is, is a housing affordability and a housing crisis. There is pent up demand with population increase. There's pent up demand with people wanting property. Our population is growing. It's only going to get worse from here. If you're a contractor and you put in sweat equity and you have the ability, you're, you're, you're the golden contractor. You have skills, you have a good credit rating, you're not, you're not dealing in the black market with the CRA. You're able to buy what we'll call it a shitbox house outside of the city. Before any moving and shaking in the real estate market was in the city, the outskirts and, and the rest of Canada for that matter was stagnant it's now it's now progressed past the city of toronto it's going to the muskokas it's going north of the muskokas it's going way east past the kawarthas and it's going way west to let's, we'll let's, call it saskatchewan <laughs> i don't know how, how it's, far west. So it's going to new going brunswick west. it's going to new brunswick right it's, now it's going to new brunswick so let's let's get let's get realistic you honestly think that okay so if you got a young trace person they take the skills to pay the bills and they take the cojones and all of a sudden they buy a, they find a property up there in that cottage country area. Then they renovate it because they've got those skills, right? You think it's reasonable to think that you can get at minimum 20% return when you sell at max 30% when you sell, if not more, mm. is that fair to say, or is that being very optimistic? 
like overhead so you bought the property you put the money in you spent the construction money so like your property let's say it's 2000 square feet you you paid a million for it and you put 600 grand into it that's 1.6 and all of a sudden you can try to sell if you're going 20 or 30% you're selling it for what just under 2 million mm. is that correct no correct. no it's it's 2 million exactly yeah it's over 2 so it's 2 million at 20% it's 2 yeah. million 10 or uh, 2.1 at 30% yeah correct people that are listening in right now are not buying are not, don't have the cash to buy million dollar properties right they're not but there aren't up. properties that are there for less are there are there really yeah, not not waterfront yeah uh, off waterfront properties yes of course i'm just saying that if is it worth a tradesperson taking this gamble and trying this out i personally think it's, it comes in a personal preference of where they want to be in their life right mm -hmm. do they want to help people in Muskoka sell real estate or do they want to be downtown Toronto hustling that game as well? It just depends on yeah, where but Toronto's it... really oversaturated, right? Like men, you that, can buy yeah, a place. Take your pros and take your pros and cons and it depends on where you want to be. But I think you brought up a huge, huge um, point was when you asked me, how do our early trades people make it successful? Right. Yeah. So like we're old, like men, I turn I turned forty this year. I'm under forty you, by you the turn, way. Feel, feel. I'm under forty. John, me and I'm John turning fifty okay, by the way this year. I'm not I'm 50 me and John yet. me and John grew up together. I know I know how old he is. He's the same age but as me, okay? I look as old together. as you guys, okay? okay? And I play as hard, okay? But you're 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 you had a you had a great question in regards to um, you know, early people that are in their early years of contract. Mid twenties, like, late twenties, early thirties. What did they yeah. do? Right. And so the question is, how did they get involved in this crazy, expensive real estate market? And my answer to them is find the area that you want to evolve your business in. Find what you want to do. You need to save up for that situation where you have that down payment for it, man. There's, yeah. no, there's no other ways getting around so it. So first gear is you have to change the way you transparent your tax man. Correct. So you have you can to. do that too yeah you yeah. just have to make your t4 look like a smoking hot correct you right can, you need to have two years of like decent yeah makeup. that's the number two years is what i I've think heard. i think you can get away with one right now no I got two some, years is what i'm hearing i got some guys that can do some one and they can and they'll get away with it nothing get away with it like they're not fucking they're not like <laughs> you know holding the gun to your head but they can get away with some stuff so what's your name angelo i'm not gonna say who they are <laughs> i guess you know I, I think us as contractors who have skills to pay the bills, to pay the bills, <laughs> skills to pay the bills. <laughs> it's copyrighted by Kraft and Clerk, actually. <laughs> I think Steve, somebody else Steve is right. So, so, so contractors who have this some sort of skills are really undercutting themselves Agreed. by bidding these jobs for homeowners that I'm doing air quotes can afford it. I, I think it's. If you find your market, you can afford it and you can make money as a contractor. So you're saying not to do work for them and just do it for yourself. Absolutely. And then sell mm -hmm. it and try to get that 20 to 30 percent. You have the balls to start your own business. You have the balls to do all the right work. You have you have the balls to maybe take a take a jump on Angelo's loan. He might break your legs at 10 or 12 percent. Angelo goes bowling every day. Too, but listen, listen. As a contractor, as somebody who is giving, you're giving your skills away to potentially, I'm doing air quotes again, at a cutthroat rate just to get work, just to stay busy, 
to somebody who can afford it, who might be in a better position than you. I think that's, that's such a, a mind fuck that you have to eliminate and let go and take the ball. Please buy that property, build your house. But right now I'm weighing, I'm, I'm weighing a couple of things because it's great that John brings his own closed captions, right? It's wonderful. That he's, he's been quoting a lot of saying. stuff out today, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been okay. so, so the typical, just, just to let you know, Steve, the typical contractor always wants to try to hit a 25 to 30% profit margin. Hmm. That's the average go-to when you're running a business. Mm -hmm. And I keep going back and forth to if you did it on your own, you have the potential to make 20 to 30% profit mm. on Correct. your investment of buying the right property, investing in it construction wise, and then turning around and selling it. Mm. And I'm wondering, I go back to earlier when you talked about how all you guys up there are really caring about finding a contractor that can handle a bunch of shit. So I get the sense that you might want to pay more than 25 to 30%, which is above your profit margin. So does it make more sense to actually just find that clientele up there, mm. work with them, make that 25 to potential 30%, right. Or take the risk, the hundred percent risk, and do it on your own, and see if you can get the twenty or thirty percent. Which one is it? You and I, Manny, we're in the city. You don't like the you don't like the country, and I'm doing air quotes. Hotels. Again. John likes air quotes, by the way. <laughs> and I love air quotes. Loves air quotes. And I and I am up north. Okay. And I and I am the contractor that can that can handle all of that shit, and you can be totally hands off. If I'm doing both, is that not the best of both worlds? My primary residence is now my Oh, so you're saying that project. you're doing a job for somebody and then you're also doing your own side hustle? Exactly. Oh, come on. How are you going to pull that off in a, in a five-day work week? That's a lot of work now. Hmm. It That's is. A lot of work. However, listen. You're going to upset the client and then you're going to probably drop the ball on your own personal so, one. So, so shoemaker, this, shoemaker. So this may be a taboo uh, view on things. But I've lived in, I'll call it a shithole, for a decade. My own doing, because I'm busy fixing other people's Other houses. people's properties. If I did 25% less on other people's properties and pushed that effort towards my properties and did both, tell me how that's not successful. It is, but you got to have... You can't promote your business that way, though. Yeah. You can, no. but only 25% less. You're not promoting yourself 100% of your business, though. True. Yeah. Because I, I, and I, okay, I'm going to say this. I know John very well. He promotes himself. He does 100% of whatever he does. Right. Yeah. And should I switch that to. You ain't switching nothing. 75%. He can't, this guy can't even give 100%, man. He goes 150%. <laughs> I'll give you 100 bucks after the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Take it out of that invoice that was sent. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know what? So maybe you are right. Maybe you are right. Maybe that is a detriment. If you are taking 25% of your time and your energy and your, and your efforts kind of dealing with your own project, the client sees that, the subcontractors see that, your employers see that, your, your, sorry, your employees see that, most importantly. And maybe at the end of the day, shit, you're not that far ahead. <laughs> so this is why I was so excited about this podcast, and this has been really amazing is because the go-to side hustle, so to speak, for every contractor, because we have the skills to what? Pay the bills. 
is to do that rental on the side, to find a secondary property, turn it into an income property, turn it into a tenant, rent it, or, or even flip it and make that mm-hmm. money. But then you also, there's the horror stories. Like you can do something and all of a sudden, what if it tanks? What if you don't get the margin? What mm-hmm. if you don't get that 20%? You're already bringing in 25 to 30% for your profit on your regular business. The question is, do you take the risk of trying to do it on your own? Right. We've gone down that road, right? So you're asking younger guys to do that. They can do that at their first kid, maybe the second kid, right. before they get divorced, and then they can try to pull it off, Ooh, right? That's that's mm. that's such I'm a valid saying, statement. I'm just saying, because the thing the is, you have all play. these skills, right? You have all these skills to do this, and I've always shaken my head where it's like, we know how to do all this shit. We yeah. know exactly how much it costs to do what what we want to charge you, Steve, for 600K, we could probably do it for 100K, to be very honest. Mm. But we have the skills to do that. And it's the same. It's no different than your skills that you bring to the table. Mm. You're charging a certain rate because you have those skills. Mm. Right. So, I mean, it's a big question. It's a big question to everybody. But I think that they should entertain as many options as possible. I honestly, despite being non-woodsy and outdoorsy kind of guy, you'll never... If you ever see Manny portaging, Did, look I, up I'm in the sky for the podcast. asteroid. I think okay? we're gonna take Manny and we're gonna we're gonna shoot him out in the fucking podcast. I think podcast, Manny just man. did air quotes. I didn't yeah, do it. I think he just no. did. You, okay. I, <laughs> so I, for all the listeners, not like they can't actually can't see this, but John did air quotes for probably about 15 minutes. I know. I know. And now Manny's doing them right now. <laughs> we're air quoting the, the shit we're out of this conversation. Right? But, but I think Muskoka <laughs> is a viable option for all these contractors from the core. I think yeah. they should pay attention, but I think that they need to partner up or at least know somebody like yourself. Correct. If not, contact you at <laughs> at steve.hate on IG and then uh, www.stevehate.com Stephen P.H. Why did the Gmail, why don't it just go or Steve Hate was already taken for the Gmail? Probably. So that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, that's definitely what Stephen P.H.A.I.D. at gmail.com and the phone number 416-377-6604 It's been a good talk, man. I love it. Did we miss I appreciate anything? you guys having me on, man. No, this I appreciate awesome. you coming on and enlightening us. I'm actually us. like, I, I can't even tell the viewers right now what I'm looking at, but like car- I'm, Ferrari, I, I am Mustang, in, an, I'm in the Mail, art club, Datsun. and I am looking at the most beautiful cars I've ever seen in my life. I'm assuming Lambo. Oh, that's a Ferrari. That's there, a Ferrari? There is uh, not a Lambo, but there is a McLaren over there. Three cars down. Past the rally I'm car. not a fan of McLaren. I like the McLaren story. Uh, I mean, everyone can you know complain, but like we're we're sitting in the, we're <laughs> right? sitting in a nice spot. Oh wait, I we're sitting within McLaren, like millions I, of dollars, man. Millions of dollars is where we're sitting in. Correct. So, Steve, I'm looking for my notes here. Holy Many, cow! I've, I've heard some uh, good things about you too, man. Don't believe any of it, man. No, I didn't. Don't believe any <laughs> of it, man. So it's all bullshit from Angela. That's not it, man. That's not it. We got one little last segment here to do. Where's my uh, my twelve questions, dude? I want, thir- I want 13 you know questions. What? Manny. I want 13 questions. Let's go. I'll tell you what. What's up? Craft and Clerk is going to sponsor the next podcast and have all of your questions in order <laughs> so you won't get lost. Okay? <laughs> Speaking of which, craftandclerk.com? Craft and A-N-D. A-N-D clerk. and clerk.com. And then right. also Stones Throw Construction. 
Yeah, don't worry about those. Worry about craft and clerk. Craft and, and clerk. Get your, get your questions in order. So, so, Steve, we got one last segment here. It's yeah, the 12 questions of construction. Love it. Let's Even go. though you're not technically in construction. I'm not in construction. But, but there's no gonna, right or wrong. There's I'm no gonna right follow or wrong. All these. John, just uh, you know, look at me and <laughs> tell me I'll, I'll answer on behalf of your contractor. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? 200,000, I think, is Steve's Apparently, the difference. Fa- favorite word. Price difference. <laughs> he thinks he's, he's price of right or something like that, man. Limestone. Limestone, huh? What is your least favorite construction word? Over $200,000. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Uh, we're going to get aggressive here, okay? Flooring. Flooring? Flooring. Flooring turns yeah. you on? Yeah. I want... What kind uh, of flooring? Oh, like finished flooring? Yeah, finished flooring. Can what? you make antlers? Flooring? No, 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 no. Ha- like herringbone. Herringbone. Oh, there herringbone. we go. Herringbone. Octagon. Hexagon. I think herringbone. No, herringbone. Herringbone herring gives everybody. Now, here's a real question. I jerk off the herringbone flooring. <laughs> <laughs> herringbone or spine? Herringbone. Herringbone, huh? Yeah, it's an OG okay. spine. What turns you off in construction? I think I've seen him no, shrivel up with the 600,000. <laughs> projected number. <laughs> Honestly, not showing up at the job, man. Not showing, not up, showing the job. up at the job. What is your favorite curse word? Could be a phrase as well. These are some good questions, eh? <laughs> good questions. Um, hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah? Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. H-E double hockey sticks. I got H-E double hockey sticks. I got gotcha. you. What hell is... Yeah. What is this is a funny question from where we are right now? What is your favorite car, vehicle, truck, bike? I'm gonna go for the um, Land Rover Defender. Really? That, that, yeah. The this classic is right one. Yeah. This the is classic right right one. Here. Yeah. Mm, it's a good one. What is your least favorite? Cut car, truck, bike, vehicle. Toyota Camry. <laughs> the SE. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Drill. Drill. A drill, anything drill. drill. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Concrete. Drill and concrete. It's harsh, eh? eh it's fucking harsh. As I get older, there. the muffs got to go on, man. Oh, for sure. The muffs got to go I on. I live by the muffs. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt, Steve? I'd be a worldwide photographer if it was up to me. Capturing those moments? Like Capturing in, in the nature moments, or just in... I'm a landscape photographer as well, oh, so really? I do that. That's yeah. fascinating. You know, I don't know if you've been on Steve's Hate Instagram. But no. I don't know if anybody's been on it. <laughs> this is a lead into it. Fire. Really? Yeah, so it's a lead into it. Where can you find Steve Hayde's Instagram? Steve.Hayde.com. Yeah. Oh, I got to mm. check it out. I got to check it out. What profession would you not like to do? Contractor. <laughs> <laughs> Up in Muskoka. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. You got to think about this one for a bit because it's something that you don't want to do. I wouldn't want to be the electrician on this table right now seeing what's happening in this fucking... (laughs) This is organized, man. You know what I'm saying? This is organized. What are you talking about? I don't want to be the behind the scenes guy. A behind the scenes guy? I don't want to be the behind the scenes guy. So you don't want to be a fluffer? I don't want to fluff no one. (laughs) (laughs) And the last question If heaven exists What would you like to hear God say When you arrive at the pearly gates Does it have to be God What about uh, If heaven If heaven (laughs) What about Allah If heaven Yeah what about Allah If heaven exists What if my God is With with all the arms And and the elephant trunk And the very first time The show gets political This is is what I want him to hear This is what I want him to hear (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome, Steve. I've I, been waiting for you. I like that. I like that very much. I'm looking for your information now. I don't know why everything's moving, man. You need craft okay, clerk, man. So you can you find need me craft clerk in your life. I know, eh? Steve, thank you very much, man. This has been a great chat. You thank guys you have so been much awesome. I you. really appreciate you guys having me uh, on the show. No, this has been good. This is uh, I I I, th I honestly feel that every show that we've done always drops a nice little nugget here or there, you know, one or two, probably even many, to all of our listeners, which are predominantly construction, contractors, mm. tradespeople, employers, mm. employees, and, and I want them to consider this, and hopefully we've given enough, enough knowledge to them, or enough huspa, some some balls, oh, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Huspa. To like to like, you know what? Maybe, honey, one day go home and go, listen, we should consider buying a place up in Muskoka, and we'll give Steve a call. I'm here. And then uh, we'll maybe we'll charge him 600K to do the rental. Uh, 700K because Steve Seven. needs his cut. Too. It just went up, eh? It's <laughs> <laughs> not 300 square foot. It's 400 square foot. <laughs> <laughs> and we are leaving the lovely places at our club. Our club. Our club. Our club. Where can we find this place? What's the, the idea on this? What IG? The letter, the letter R club. club. And that's on IG. No, actually, I think it's the letter R club cars.com cars.com so basically you got a lot of people who buy into this membership and then you can park your car here right absolutely you know what you know what's missing from this whole place what a sprinter a van <laughs> you italians eh i'm portuguese so, so <laughs> i pork chops you can fit a sprinter look at that garage there i so, can totally see so it. i washed my my truck today in this wash bay and i had Three inches of mud <laughs> underneath. Why would you do that? Because I like to wash my truck where Ferraris Everybody get washed. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that's, be, that's why. That's that's the only. I mean, who doesn't want to wash their junk and where Ferrari is? Washed. That's right. Correct. I might there as well it just is. Wash Guilty my by association. So everybody, reach out to Steve at Steve on IG, Steve Steven Stephen mm. P H A I D at gmail.com and four one six two seven seven six six zero four. Catch John at craftandclerk.com yes, and sir. also on IG, craftandclerk on IG. Ignore Storm's Construction? But not ignore, not ignore them. Hire them. Hire, hire I want to thank John for being my co-host on the show as we keep on going. Show number 134? Four. Four, one thirty-four, hundred and thirty-four shows, Steve. You I appreciate that? you guys having me on. It's and, insane. Uh, it's incredible that you have me on here. And, and I think next time that I come on the show, I'll come a little more prepared. Maybe I'll have a little bit of... Uh, Something, some secretive uh, so, story zone to it. So I'll have you know, Steve, I oh. come prepared to every show. I don't. And for this show, <laughs> I don't. For the record, Manny, Manny's a legend. He doesn't need to come prepared. I okay. have brought Italian wine, Portuguese, Portuguese wine? wine, and German wine for Mr. Hayde. Oh, this is German wine. See, how was it? How was it? It's not bad. Do you know how hard I had to search? The Germans don't make. We make beer, okay? We the don't Germans, make. We the don't Germans. make. Right. We don't make very good wine. We make very good beer. You okay? do. The best beer in the world, obviously, is have been invented by the Germans. And I thought it would. We do don't need to go into like the whole the whole situation where we're talking about like what race did what, <laughs> but <laughs> we we could. That's a whole other podcast. Dun dun dun. It, it is another podcast. <laughs> but I think. I was wondering where Steve was going with that. Oh, my I goodness. From now on, when send I... Send your letters to Steve. When, <laughs> send yeah, your Steve letters Hayes. to germanbeer.com. <laughs> when I co-host, when Manny lets me co-host, I'm going to bring a wine for each nationality. Okay? So you have to find out who, what our guest is. Not to be a racist. 
to project their race into the wine area. You know what? Our next guest is going to be from Nunavik. I'll find a wine. <laughs> I'll yeah. get it. I'll get something. You know, to so be honest John, with you. John asked me on, on my way here. He said, what, uh, he, what's your background? And I knew he said German. He said German, right? And yeah. I, was, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm German. Here you go. And I was, German I'll, wine. And I was about to say, um, do you have anything that's German? Like, can we... <laughs> You have schnitzel? Do you have schnitzel, schnitzel German? You're going to bring schnitzel on the I show? I was like, are we eating schnitzel? <laughs> fucking, uh, I don't know. We're not going to eat sauerkraut? schnitzel here. <laughs> sauerkraut? <laughs> I was like, this is the best fucking you know, podcast of my now life. Now I've got a craving for schnitzel. What's going on? Listen, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I do like schnitzel, man. Do you, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. I bought three Portuguese tarts, three cannolis, and I couldn't find a German pastry there to match these. There isn't. There isn't. He was like... I, w- I went to Longo's and I said... Long- I you ne- went to an Italian grocery store to I look need, for a German pastry. I need a German pastry. <laughs> the guy looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I, I got the German wine. We're cool. <laughs> so in my truck, I have three Portuguese tarts and three cannolis. Holy cow, I may that, or eh? may not eat them on my way home. Okay. I don't know. We'll I see. want one cannoli. I haven't had a cannoli in probably what? Maybe a week or two? You got it. No, Steve, you want a cannoli? Oh, we're good, cannoli. Yeah. Can't go I ahead. like cannolis. That's a good one. Cannolis are good. Yeah, I'm going to be like Batman going. with I think everybody signal. knows which podcasts have some alcohol behind them. Always. Always. <laughs> we got to get out of here, man. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Guys, reach out to me. Ask me for stickers all you want. Reach out to me. DM. Ask any questions. Send me those questions. We love doing the Q&A shows. I want to thank John for being on the show. I want to thank Steve so much for being on the show. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I love having these conversations and whatever we can possibly do for the construction industry, we will continue to do it. Always. 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 always Thank you so much for listening to the construction life. That was a great intro, by the way. You guys are the best. I love it, man. Thanks. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Which car are you taking? I think I'm taking the Lambo. Uh, You take the Lambo. I'm going to take the Range. (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking the Range. I'll hop in the Range, man. (laughs) I mean, you? Yeah. You, are you riding bitch or are you riding uh, are you driving? I'm just hopping on the top, dude. <laughs> on the rack. <laughs> on, on the top the rack. on the rack, bro. And then give him some antlers, okay? We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Ciao. Thank you for listening, guys. Take care. Bye. Ciao, guys. Bye.